The following is a Poppy Chulo Radio original program. The views and opinions expressed in the commentaries and or interviews in the following program are solely those of the individuals and are not views of Poppy Chulo Radio, its parent, affiliate, or subsidiary companies. Welcome to the season finale of The Truth Is Out There, the unofficial VX Files internet radio show exclusively on poppychuloradio.com. Poppychulo Radio, pop culture on demand. I am your host, Special Agent Samantha Hoover. During tonight's broadcast, we're going to recap, review, and dissect the latest episode of Fox's VX Files. Please welcome my co-hosts to our season finale broadcast, Special Agent Madison Fitzpatrick. Hey, everyone. Special Agent Poppy Chulo. Hey listeners, the truth is still out there, and we've got a lot of truth for you tonight. And Special Agent Greg Brent. Hello, only lies from me. (laughs) I knew it. (laughs) Me too. Let's jump into our recap of Season 10, Episode 6, titled My Struggle 2, and aired February 22nd, 2016. Here's the official synopsis of this episode. The investigations that Mulder and Scully began with Tad O'Malley have awakened powerful enemies. A panic begins as people all over the country suddenly start falling ill, and Scully looks for a cure. Mulder confronts the man whom he believes to be behind it all, but another figure from their past may prove to be the key. Before we jump into the initial reactions, let's check in with the ratings. My Struggle 2 was viewed by 7.60 million total viewers and scored a 2.4 in the 18-49 demographic. Okay, so what was everyone's initial reaction to this episode? Poppy, I will start with you. Okay, yay, I'm first. Well, I already have my vaccination for the Spartan virus, so I guess it's best that I go first. I liked a lot of elements of the finale. I enjoyed uh, the reveals, which we will get to. I thought all of the reveals were really interesting. I was surprised that they went the route at having Mulder be gone for so long in the episode. I felt like that was an interesting and, and not necessarily the best choice in particular because this is a uh, limited series it was only six episodes and i don't know i wish we would have seen a little bit more of Mulder in the episode although it's understandable because of where he went but i thought that i don't know his presence was missing in the episode and uh i was surprised also that we saw the return of uh, einstein and uh, miller like so fast I don't know. I thought that was interesting as well. I think I would have enjoyed to have seen them maybe in an earlier episode instead of just like the previous episode so that 
it was like, oh, okay, they return, instead of like, oh, okay, they're back for episode two. So there was that, and, and of course, the, the ending, which we will get to. What an ending. Yes. Sure right. was. So Madison, what was your initial reaction to this episode? Um, I kind of on the lines of Poppy, like uh, with Miller and Einstein, because like when Mulder goes missing and stuff like that, it's like, oh yeah, like we we got the call and we came to to help. It's like you are not the first people that I would think anyone in the FBI would call. Like. I don't know, you think, like, Skinner and, like, I don't know, other people. just The Ghostbusters. Exactly, right? Like, I don't know, it was just, it was a little too inconvenient, like, that they just kind of showed up. Um, but, yeah, it, it concerned me a little bit that, you know, Fox was missing. Um, but having a little mystery to that, too, is kind of fun, I thought. Um, but, yeah, oh, my God, the ending would just you know was just the cherry on top of everything um i really i'm a fan of the whole um epidemic type of stuff like or any episode or any you know i'm a big fan of the walking dead and stuff like that so any disease control outbreak stuff like that i am a fan of so i was a really 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 fan of this episode for that reason because i just i'm a fan of that so all right, and Greg, what was your initial reaction to this episode? I had buckets of feelings. Um, I was super happy we were coming back to the story arc. Super weirded out by the difference in tone between the previous episode and this episode. Um, but overall, I really enjoyed it, I think. I don't know. I might have to actually... Um, kind of make some more decisions along the road. I need to hear what some other people thought about it along the way. We'll peruse your buckets. <laughs> Excellent. That's fair enough. Okay, so I thought this episode was both amazing and awful. It answered questions, posed more oh questions, my. and left even more questions unanswered, which, you know, pet peeve of mine. But I will... I deal with it with the X-Files. Um, the cliffhanger is the awful part, but we will discuss that later. And just like Madison said, like, when uh, Fox was missing, I was like, oh, not this again, because... Throwback to what I said last podcast, um, season eight, uh, Monica Reyes and John Doggett kind of not replaced, but substituted in for Mulder and Scully in season eight and nine of the X-Files originally. And it was because um, Fox was abducted. So it kind of felt like that again. And I was like, I don't want this story to come back. Like it was, it was good at the time, but I don't want them to revisit that. So I was praying and hoping that Miller and Einstein were like, we're not that, that piece because, you know, no one asked for them in the first place, but they're just here. So we are we are inviting them into our X-Files family. But, you know, they're not going to be a main part of it. I can see that. It's just I really didn't want them to, like, rehash that again because, you know, he was already abducted. Like, there's something else going on. So it's, like, a totally different time frame and period in time. So it's, like, ugh, I don't know. I just didn't want that to happen, and it didn't. So I'll say that much. Um but, but before we get into a thorough recap, here are a few reminders on how you can interact with the show via social media. Follow the show on Tumblr, thexfiles-pcr.com. Follow the station on social media. We are on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr at Poppy Chulo Radio. Help support Poppy Chulo Radio financially by visiting gofundme.com slash poppychuloradio.com. 
Do you have any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns? Email us via contact at poppychuloradio.com. Are you interested in joining the Poppy Chulo Radio team as an on-air personality or blog contributor? Email talent at poppychuloradio.com. Binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chulo Radio programs by visiting poppychuloradio.com slash archives. And search for The Truth Is Out There through iTunes and hit the subscribe button. So we open with a recap of everything that we know thus far. Alien technology has been used against humanity since the 1947 Roswell UFO crash. Policing the human race has put us in more danger than ever before. We then hear Dana Scully give an account of her life's work while flipping through old photos, much like Mulder did in the first episode. So why she chose to become an FBI special agent after medical school, and her original assignment with the X-Files, that is, debunking anything Fox Mulder says and does. Scully quickly became to realize that the X-Files were not just science fiction, they were something worth exploring, and her beliefs were strictly tested and retested. Scully said something wasn't quite right with the FBI, as her and Mulder were both put under immense pressure during their investigations. Soon after that, Scully was abducted from her home and returned without any reason as to why. She believes she went, underwent dangerous testing during this abduction that almost left her for dead. Now cured, she also believes this is all a conspiracy of men who are hell-bent on consolidating these sciences and secrets that anyone, everyone, whom viewers know as the Syndicate. Despite knowing all of this, some questions remain unanswered. What the government plans to do, and how part of Scully's DNA makeup can only be classified as alien. When she says that, she stares straight on and her head morphs into that of an alien. And as a note, instead of the end title screen saying the truth is out there, like it usually does, this time it reads, this is the end. So what did everyone think of that as the opening scene? That scared the crap out of me. When it said this is the end, I was like, oh, oh no, no. It can't be. Like, that's not that's not cool. Um, I really liked it, though, because, like, I know in the past couple seasons, like, they used to do... There was this one episode where they were in, like, Mexico or, like, in some Latino part. And the whole um, caption was all in Spanish. Like, I thought it was cool that they, they changed that all the time. Um, it always makes sure that viewers are paying attention. Um, I really did like the whole flashback scenes to how Dana was, uh, you know, introduced into the FBI, into the X-Files and stuff like that. I really enjoyed that. Because um, it always, it's always good to have a reminder of, you know, what initially Scully was sent there for. And, and how the end, you know, made her life science and the FBI differently so and the whole her morphing into uh, an alien there was pretty interesting um a little uh scary or far-fetched but it was pretty cool I liked how it mirrored uh, the premiere like the premiere started Mm -hmm. off with Mulder giving his story and uh the season finale ended with uh Scully giving her side of it so i thought that was really interesting i liked the motif I, I thought it was brilliant the first episode and i thought it was equally as brilliant in this episode and i'm not gonna lie i loved alien scully i, I just i was here for that that was awesome greg do you have anything to say i do i sorry i was uh no, it's I was okay. Check- I was checking he my was notes. fantasizing about <laughs> Alien Scully. I was. Yeah, no, Alien Scully, way hotter than standard Scully. 
Um, what? <laughs> I like that gray scaly texture. That's what I'm all I think about. Both are hot, actually. Yeah. But, uh, yes. Good God, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> it's got its own unique texture. Oh, for sure. Um, anyway. Yeah, no, I, I agree with Poppy completely. The um, the book ending is that was such a great choice, uh, um, and the the getting everybody back up to speed because there's been a lot of unrelated stuff in the center. So kind of drawing your attention back to where we were coming from at the beginning and getting everybody or- organized again. Um, I think that was necessary because there's been so much stuff in between and especially if you watched it on its initial broadcast not only has there been other episodes but there's also been a lot of time in between so getting everybody back on the same page and then moving forward I think was a good call yeah I have to agree with all of you like I really liked how they showed both sides of the story although you know I felt Dana's was more substantial because I don't know why I think it's just because it was kind of started with her and she goes into Mulder's world so we saw Mulder and how he was you know thrown into the X-Files and what happened there but like Dana's was a little bit longer so and I kind of really appreciate that because she's been through like Mulder was the one that believed so Scully was the one that had to like like her beliefs were like really really tested and I really appreciate the fact that they spent a little more time on her just to reflect that that point. So moving forward, we see Scully walk into Mulder's office, which appears to be empty. Scully then approaches his desk to find Tad O'Malley's truth squad up on Mulder's laptop. And he's nowhere in sight, which is kind of odd. So she decides to watch, only to to discover something alarming. O'Malley is breaking the news regarding newly found alien DNA that may be lurking in every American citizen ever. We can hear Scully's heartbeat drowning out O'Malley as he speaks. Scully is shocked out of her fear when the phone rings. And it's Tad. He says he, she needs to get over here immediately. We soon learn that here is Mulder's apartment, which appears to have been ransacked. O'Malley says he doesn't know what happened, and he also doesn't know where Mulder is. The door was unlocked when Tad arrived. He said that they had arranged a meeting about the new facts he had recently reported on. Scully claims his allegations are dangerous, but O'Malley quickly says he found anomalies in his own DNA. Before they do anything else, Scully decides to call the police. We switch back to Mulder's office, where Skinner and Agent Einstein are gathered. Scully says there's still no sign of Mulder, and he's not answering his phone. She then explains the phenomenon that is Tad O'Malley, and how he claims to be helping by making crazy allegations. Einstein is quick to say this is all science fiction, but Skinner reminds her that Scully is a scientist as well as a medical doctor. And Scully says the facts, that as she understands them, cannot be discounted out of hand, and Einstein counters that uh, and says nobody has the right to tamper with DNA. Unless, Scully says, we gave them that ability. So two questions. First, where the heck is Mulder? Who let him out? Where is he? Um, And second, do you think everyone in America has alien DNA in their genomes? Yes. Probably. I mean... Could be a good thing. Spoilers, but yeah. (laughs) I think so. (laughs) Well, it would make sense. Who let the Mulder out? (laughs) It would make I like the way you phrased like, that. The past seasons where they said like all the vaccinations kind of thing where, you know, um, they were logging people, they were taking samples and yes. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. that makes sense to have so everybody has the alien DNA or, you know, as it keeps going, like maybe only certain people have the DNA and blah, 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 blah. Um, but yeah, where is Mulder? Please answer. The whole fact that his, you know, apartment's all in shambles and stuff like that. 
it is concerning and definitely do want to know. Um, I guess, like, I guess we'll just have to wait and find out where he is. Can I jump in real quick with a, uh, a, a thing that I noticed on the camera side of this episode? Yes. Yeah. It never stops moving. Almost yeah. every shot in this in this episode was on a dolly or on a crane, and there's a lot of zooming in and out. There's a snap zoom, which uh, to the the phone when it rings in yeah. the office, and I I, that, that threw me off. But it was really it was cool. But at first, I was like, "What? There are snap yeah. zooms in the X Files now?" Yeah, it was yeah, very strange. Extreme. Everything being mise en scene is really cool, and mm-hmm. like only like certain things and certain people can pull it off so i thought it was pretty cool definitely a lot of cool shots and even throughout the whole episode it's pretty cool so yeah i totally agree with you there greg super pretty yeah it added to the frantic nature of the entire episode it was like Absolutely. you know it was just like was everything was like rush 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 throughout the entire episode like all of a sudden like this is happening and then oh my gosh no now now this is happening it was like really intense it, i know that we sort of discussed this with the premiere episode like this could have been a two-hour episode this could have been a two-parter oh god for sure i would have been fine with that who knows if it is or not you know we might get the next part in a couple of years so Ooh, the yeah. truth is out there somewhere and 14 so hopefully, and older. hopefully sooner rather than later please yeah it de- honestly depends on their schedules like i know hannibal wants to get back up into running and like uh, david with aquarius so it's like it really depends yeah. on sam is in charge of uh getting their schedules together yeah i'm working on it right now guys casting i'm sure Yes, yeah. absolutely. Um, so going along, we see Scully arrive at Our Lady of Sorrows Hospital in D.C. where she works. Einstein is tagged along, saying that she'll put aside her doubts to clean up this mess and to help find Mulder, which was very becoming of her. Actually, was impressed. Just as they arrive, a confused man asks them for help. Scully calls a nurse over to him. He pulls up his shirt sleeve to reveal that his skin is rapidly decaying. She demands that he sees a doctor immediately, and the nurse takes the man away. We then meet up with a bloodied Mulder who is driving alone on a highway. He seems disoriented. He then looks over to see Skinner calling him, but he ignores it. He instead puts his foot on the gas pedal and floors it. Like the asshole he is. (laughs) Switching back to the hospital, we see Einstein taking her own blood. Scully wants to see if it'll prove O'Malley's alien DNA theory. Scully tells Einstein of her own genome sequencing and the results. An unexplainable anomaly. Einstein questions why she even did that. Like, who sequences their own genome? Like, how much time do you have on your hands? Scully states that the science that they were taught doesn't bring them as close to the truth as Scully once thought. Scully then mentions the smallpox vaccine that they were given as kids. She suggests something in that needle could have been hereditarily passed down and that the theory is not too far off of today's accepted sciences. Agent Miller barges in and says Skinner asked him to help find Mulder, too. He also says people are freaking out over the internet about O'Malley's latest report. He pulls it up and we see Tad speaking with an expert that suggests a variety of massive contagions may be on the rise. The American people and their immune systems may have been tampered with to allow this. Scully regrets to inform the young agents that this theory is all too plausible, and she thinks that it may already be happening. So as much as we dislike Tad O'Malley for his so-called truth reports, among many other reasons, do you think he's onto something here? Um. Yes. Yeah. Simple answer, absolutely. And I didn't dislike him. I I did not distrust him as you all did. 
Well, okay. like, it's not like I didn't distrust him. I just, uh, he came off so arrogant and stuff that I was just, it was too much. But it was, it's, like, as you were guys were saying that, like, it's great that we're back to, you know, what we had from the first episode. But I was kind of a little irritated that, you know, we were bringing all this back. And then, like, oh, like, okay, like, Tad's back and they're back and blah, blah, blah. Everyone's back for this one episode. But it was kind of weird how, like, there was no communication between Tad and, and like, Dana and them, like, initially. Like, I feel like we were just only seeing his broadcast. Yeah. They should have been talking, at least. You know what I mean? I don't know. I felt like since Tad was a whole big um, part of the first episode and stuff, that he should have been a little bit more involved. Um, I totally agree with you. 1,000%. Like, even Mm -hmm. if they would have shown within, like, the past four episodes, like, maybe they're watching you know, his uh, show or something like that. It was weird because his show, like, vanished. And now all of a sudden he's back, and, like, we didn't even get an answer as to, like, how he came back. If they would have, like, sprinkled in a couple of scenes, yeah, like, like, maybe Mulder like, watching it or something. Yeah, he just said, oh, like, since we're back from what happened a couple weeks ago, and it's like, uh, are you only back because of this episode? <laughs> like, you know, like, why are you back all of a sudden when there's an outbreak? It's just... I don't know. I feel like just from what was in the first episode, they should have kind of done hints, like you said, throughout and just not have it thrown at you again at the last episode. And so it's kind of odd. I think, well, I disliked him off the bat because here's Mulder doing this for his whole life. And there's, there's this young guy who's just doing, he's getting all this money and he has like all these fancy, fancy, expensive stuff. And it's like, okay, why are you really doing this? That's why I disliked him off the bat. Um, kinda, Sam hates rich people. Well, no. Ugh, <laughs> damn those one percents. But no, I, I just oh, didn't like how he conducted himself. Like Mulder should be rich. Then every man that is into this stuff should be rich, and he, they should be making money. But it's just Tad. Like, what is he doing? And then, yeah, I agree with you guys. Like, they should have kind of tied it up. I, I think, I guess because they thought, oh, so the show's like shut down for now. I, I didn't think it was coming back. Uh, I didn't see a, a relevant reason, but now I do because of watching this episode. But I, I really wish they would have said, like, hey, by the way, like, Tad's planning on coming back. Or they gave little hints, like you guys said. I think that would have been appropriate. I guess the reason they didn't was because, like, oh, well, he shut down, so what's the point? But it's like, you no, know, he always has those little airplanes, right? Like, he was warning them about airplanes and, like, little flying things. Like, or conversations can be recorded. So it's like, he knows he has intel even if he's not on the air. So it's like, that would have made sense to like kind of tag us along and say, oh, okay, he's not actually gone, gone, but here he is again. Um, and it's funny. I think it's funny that he does his report and then talks to Scully. It's like, like he did, he did the report on the alien DNA and, and he's like, oh, okay, so like we need to talk now. It's like, if you were really like, if you really cared like wouldn't you tell her before you report on it and it's just like um when he reported on her work at the hospital it's like she didn't allow him to do that it just kind of happened like he waltzed in took his notes and like left and and then that was on the air so it's like well, he that's because really, he wanted a banger i know but like <laughs> at the expense of what and it's like and then later in this episode which we will get to like we see that he he too is struggling with what's going on so it's like it, it's coming back to him as well so it's like it is he is not immune to what's happening so but yeah we, we will get to that um 
All right, so moving forward, Scully rushes up to her nurse and she says that they're running tests on that confused man with a skin deformity. The nurse says that they believe he was uh, determined as military personnel. So Scully says he'll die if he isn't given the proper medicine. And she suspects the legions are from anthrax, which is a bacterial infection caused by uh, vaccines, and um, that the patient was willingly exposed. So agents Miller and Einstein demand an explanation. So Scully then says... Soldiers deployed to Iraq are given anthrax vaccines to protect them in the event of biological warfare. If anyone is exposed to that vaccine while their immune system is compromised, the vaccines will attack the, their bodies rather than protect them. So that's what she's assuming happened to this man. So, and she has this theory that, okay, um, if this is the case, then we as the doctors and scientists are infecting these people and we're hurting them rather than helping them. Um, so Einstein says this is all purely speculative, but Scully says she doesn't understand. Anthrax is the gateway for various contagions and everyone will be exposed sooner or later. Einstein continues to deny everything Scully is saying and tells her to wait for her test results. But Scully doesn't need to do that, that at all. She runs off to get in contact with someone. So what really bothered me was that like um, they're both medical doctors, Einstein and Scully. And like, even when Scully's talking about scientific things, she's like, Einstein's just like, no, no, no. It's like, ugh, like, are, did you even go to med- medical school? Did you even like, you know, that just kind of pissed me off. It's like, you know, she's the one that sl- says later in the episode that doctors need to uh, evaluate all possibilities. And she's like, not even an open minded. So that kind of on the side really pissed me off. But if you think about it, she's kind of like proto scully like she's like scully in like the early but ages so i like i like didn't i like i fully got why she wasn't believing like she's a skeptic i mean she's a sci- a lady of science a woman of science no. like she's not gonna believe all these conspiracy theorists and the theories and all you know it's just it's like nutsy cuckoo to her but when it relates to science like the anthrax thing like that's a little more believable than oh aliens are doing everything and they're controlling us so it's like well yeah but but it's still a conspiracy theory it's <laughs> like oh they're in inge- you know it, it's got to be this it's got to be that and like for her it would be like completely like jumping to conclusions like why would she believe that she's a woman of science like even though like there's this theory and hypothesis it's coming from like conspiracy theories so i like got why she wasn't into it but i'm like hello woman like you you should be into this because you're on a little show called the x-files but i I understood (laughs) yeah no i totally like i understand and i agree with you i just didn't i didn't like the way she approached i think it was just her attitude that really pissed me off it's like okay i know it's like oh yeah she had like a holier than thou attitude yeah that i think that's what kind of really ruined that like not ruined her for me because that's her character and i appreciate that but it's like every time skelly opened her mouth she's like no no, and it was just like, no, I, I'm, a, yeah. I'm a medical doctor. I know more than you. It's like Scully has seen so much more than you have ever even thought about. So it's like, she know, we know that she knows a lot more, but it's just like, yeah, her attitude needs to like get into check, I think. But we will see what happens. Um, so we then see Mulder again, and he looks worse off than before. He seems to be taking a nap on the side of the road when an ambulance drives past him, sirens blaring. His phone begins to ring. Scully's trying to get a hold of him, but he ignor- ignores her call once again. Mulder starts the car and continues driving. He has just entered South Carolina. Back in D.C., Agent Miller walks into Mulder's office. He turns on Mulder's laptop, looking for anything to locate him with. Miller turns on Tad's latest report, which states that soldiers and military personnel have been exposed to anthrax, which O'Malley declares as the first wave of contagion set in motion by a conspiracy of men. 
Miller pauses the report and sees an icon on Mulder's desktop that reads Phone Finder. Miller opens the app and it says Mulder's phone is near uh, Spartanburg, South Carolina. Miller shuts the laptop, grabs it, and runs out of the office. Okay, now that we know O'Malley was right, how far do you think this contagion will spread before it's contained? If it can be contained. Well, I mean, we're all doomed. It's, it's everybody, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> so far, no. You have it in you right now, Sam. Uh, no, I have alien DNA. Sorry, I am was like any, direct- Was anybody else kind of like? I don't know. I don't. I don't want to start shit because uh, I don't know where everybody stands. But the oh. uh, the whole anti-vax theme in this episode gave me uh, some oh. feelings. It was not oh, really. Give me all the vaccines that I can get. Yeah, please well, vaccinate me for everything. It wasn't, I guess, like really anti-vax. Like I don't even like get that out of the episode. It was just I was more like, oh my god, there's like a pandemic. Like I was more excited about that rather than like, oh, it was because of the vaccine. I don't know. I thought, I thought it was okay. I guess I don't know. It wasn't like concerning me. Did it? It was the fastest pandemic ever recorded in the universe. I... Well, it's only like an hour episode, so... <laughs> yes, but it's like one second, you know, oh no, we're all gonna die, and then like the next second, like, everybody's like going crazy that they're gonna die. Did anyone think it was a little inconvenient, or like, like, oh god, like suspicious, or like stupid, that, um, sorry, what's his name, uh, the younger guy, the... Um, Miller. Yeah, Miller. I was gonna call him Willis. Younger Mulder. <laughs> Miller um just went into the office and like like found the like just goes onto his laptop and finds the whole phone thing. No. I don't know. Like I found that was just, No, like, that was like modern day technology that maybe no offense to the older crowd, like maybe they might not have thought of looking into. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. So. Yeah. Scully didn't see that, so like Yeah, that's true. Way to be old, Scully. Yeah, I mean, I know. Again, Get up sure to the times. Not to say that older is not better. I mean, they absolutely. She's are got one favorite. foot in the grave. It's over her. <laughs> oh, breaking my heart. Um, I was gonna say something and I forgot what I was gonna say because you guys are just giving me good thoughts. Oh, I know. Honky tonk, badunka donk. No, okay, piss off. No, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I'm out. You guys cannot take over. Um, what? So I appreciate like Greg what you're saying about the anti-vaccine. What I thought was is that. Um, the medicine that we've been given has, is turning on us. So, like, I wasn't anti-vaccine. It was more like, I guess, anti. Um, like, you know what I mean? I so it was kind of like, oh, oh, so this was supposed to protect the Iraqi soldiers, the people that were deployed there. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, well, maybe this smallpox vaccine that we were all given, like, turned on us internally. And it's just going to screw us over till we're, we're all dead, except for the chosen few. So, like, that really, like, that kind of scared me. I was like, oh, that's cool. Like, I mean... I, I understand. Like, I'm glad they didn't... Not cool in a good way. Yeah, well, yeah. I'm Shitty. glad they didn't bring in another real-world world issue of, like, it's very, like, petty to see, like, anti-vaccine versus, like, pro... Like, I, I'm glad they didn't bring that debate into it. I'm so you glad know. they didn't, like, show protesters or anything. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Jenny McCarthy would be there. I would have... <laughs> yeah, Jenny... <laughs> I, I would have uh, flipped my TV and, uh, you know, not been upset about that because... Like, I just don't want to see, because, like, I watched The X-Files as sort of an escape from real world, and to see all this real world stuff in it, if, if they did it, overdid it, I would have been, like, done with this. Well, like, so, we Sam, can I ask you a the... serious question? 
Yeah, huh? like we just watched the previous episode. We just watched the previous episode with terrorists and all that stuff, and we just talked about how like that was kind of unnecessary. And then if they had brought like the whole like anti-vaccine thing in, I would just yeah. been like, really? Done. I'm out. X Files. Sam, can I ask you yeah. a serious question? Yeah, sure. Pops, what's up? What's going on? Okay, because I I'm hearing you right now that you would have flipped your TV over for the anti-vaccine stuff. Which is worse, anti-vaccines? Or honky tonk, honky tonk, badunka donk. That's the perennial question. Uh, honestly, I think honky tonk. Honestly, I'm I'm sorry. Oh wow. Yeah, no, I I I can deal with people like as as someone that's in a journalism program. Not gonna say journalist just yet. But you weren't gonna flip your TV over for honky tonk, badunka donk. I'm just saying. Well, yeah, because I mean, if it annoyed me enough, yes. Don't worry. Don't don't dissect what I say. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. As as a, someone that's in a journalism program, like I could deal with the controversy of people on because not everyone is going to have the exact same opinion. Honestly, like the world will be a boring place if we all have the same opinion. So I understand people are are coming from different backgrounds and views and stuff. Um, but I I'm just glad that like what all I'm saying is that I'm not going to put in my personal opinion. I'm just glad that they did not bring up that personal issue. Like I think the terrorist deal was enough for a lifetime. So absolutely. Yeah. All right. I think I like that. Speed AIDS is plenty to talk about. <laughs> yeah. the, that was the only thing I could think about the whole time. It's just really, really quick AIDS. Yeah. Again, part two coming in a couple years. I know. I can feel it. Season eleven. Take your sweet time, guys. Jeez. Yeah. But not fourteen years because I can't. I can't wait that long. I only got one life here. So. Okay. Um, moving forward, we see Scully and Einstein checking on the military patient from before. His infection seems to have gotten worse. A few more military men walk past the agents. Scully utters that this is just the beginning. Einstein refuses to believe her, sticking to her skepticism and pointed facts. The Department of Defense was recently called out for giving faulty live vaccines, but Scully says that wouldn't cause this. As doctors, they must ponder all possibilities, but time is not on their side in this case. Einstein flat out says she thinks Dana is wrong, and Scully hopes she is wrong, but as of right now, they're in deep trouble. Einstein notes that this has only happened to one class of people, the military, to which Scully agrees. There aren't many answers right now. Scully receives an anonymous phone call from someone who claims can explain what's happening. When Scully asks who it is, the voice responds, someone who was there for you, when you also needed help. We then see Scully meeting up with the anonymous caller who turns out to be Special Agent Monica Reyes. For listeners who may or may not know, Monica Reyes was an FBI Special Agent introduced in Season 8 that was assigned to the X-Files alongside Special Agent John Doggett. She would later become Doggett's partner on the X-Files going into the Season 9. Going into the ninth season. So Scully recalls searching for Reyes after the X-Files had closed, but the FBI had said she'd left in a hurry. Reyes says she's made some choices that made sense to her at the time. So we didn't see a flashback of what I believe is 2002, so right after season 9 had ended. Uh, Reyes is in a hospital. She approaches Don, John Doggett and he tells her someone wants to speak with her and to not be alarmed by his appearance because he's supposed to be making a full recovery. The man's entire face was reconstructed due to bad burns. We then see the man uh, is CGB Spender, also known as the Cigarette Smoking Man. He pleads that he is not an evil man, but Reyes quickly adds liar to the list of things she accuses him of. So Monica says that uh, the cigarette smoking man wanted to make a deal with her to spare her life. He states that he is the most powerful man in the world. 
Spenner threatened to depopulate the planet, save for the Chosen Ones, the people with alien DNA, which was provided by the Roswell incident. We then see Spender on the phone, that scene from the first episode of season 10, so the, the ending of season, uh, season 10 episode 1, My Struggle. So we learn that Monica was the one who handed him his cigarette. He is happy to know that the world will go on in his image and not God's. He then says that they won't know what hit them and that their fate was sealed since birth. Scully detests what Reyes has said, asking her if she called to tell her what a coward she is. But Reyes really called Scully to tell her that she is protected. Her abduction and tests made her immune to this contagion. Reyes says she's also protected, but what about everyone else? Reyes says everyone else is happening right now, and this that this has been in motion since 2012. So this is a throwback to season 9, so somewhat of a spoiler, but not really. Uh, the cigarette smoking man stated an event pertaining to alien colonization would happen on December 22, 2012, the predicted end of the world at the time. Uh, Reyes also revealed that Spender loves Mulder and sent a man to him to offer a protection deal too. We are then shown what really happened at Mulder's apartment. The man walks in and Mulder immediately attacks him. They fight throughout the apartment until Mulder gets a hold on the man, points a gun at him, and asks who sent you. We then see Mulder arrive at Cigarette Smoking Man's house, pointing a gun at his head. Alright, so given what Reyes said, how do you feel about her choices? Was it good since it gave Scully a new insight on things, or was it bad because of how dangerous it is to make a deal with the cigarette smoking man? I want to start with Greg. I want to see what he, uh, what you thought first. I ended up, after his little speech, uh, becoming weirdly sympathetic toward uh, Mr. Smoking Man, um, because he raises some interesting points later on, but... Uh, the, the reappearance of Reyes, enjoyed that thoroughly. Really glad she's back, even if briefly. Agreed. And uh, just just kind of dredging up a lot of this older stuff um, made it feel kind of like, oh, okay, we're back, we're back. Okay, we're back in action. Just in time to leave again, but we're back in action, which is, you know, it's bittersweet. For sure. Also, no. let's, let's not forget that uh, the interesting choreography and cinematography continues in that fight scene. Um, yes. Lots of cool yeah, stuff. Yeah, I really there. enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. Mulder almost got suffocated by the, the curtain. That was great. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I enjoyed the, the almost classic barroom brawl style fight where they were using everything in the room as a weapon. Mm-hmm. I yeah. like that. It, it felt very, um, it was well choreographed, but it felt improvised, which was I think what they were going for. Yeah. Um, with the whole Reyes thing and, um, you know, the deal, um, I honestly, I thought she would have stuck through it and said no because, oh, God, Cancer Man or Smoky Man gives me so many feelings of do we trust him? You know, do we hate him? Because, you know, we should hate him. But I feel like there's always some underlining. I don't know, love for Mulder or I don't know, something. So I just I just thought that she would have said no, like straight out no, even if it was like for her life or even even she said like for the human race, right? I don't know. Do you guys think that she made the right choice or I think she made the only choice she could make because it was either that or she's she was dead. Yeah. So yeah. I mean I think Given the circumstances, I think yes. Like, that's the only way. I think it was good and bad. Like, I think 
like I was asking, like it did give Scully new insight on what was happening. So it allows her to see through Reyes's pain and like this mm -hmm. kind of really harsh deal that, okay, she kind of had the inside, the insight into what um, Cancer Man's doing. And, you know, I think um, her intent was to just like infiltrate this syndicate from the inside out. I don't know who else is left from that the syndicate i know we saw the well manicured man i believe this series i just don't remember what episode i think it was there was a funeral i don't remember i, I know there was i just I, thought that like out of all that time that she was under his control like she should have reached out to somebody yeah like, dana or whatever to try to figure out like a way to stop them by now like i don't know i don't know i mean maybe she wasn't allowed she didn't like she didn't delve into it completely i feel like she left things out either for time of the episode or just because it wasn't, I don't know, important, but maybe she wasn't allowed to contact like anyone from the FBI. Cause like she, he would know that she was working with the FBI just because like, he knows he's the most powerful man in the world. He knows everything I assume. Right. So he would know mm -hmm. who, who her contacts would be. So it's like, okay, you can either work for me and be my little servant or you can just drop dead. So it's like, you know, what do I choose here? So, I mean, it is dangerous to make a deal with the cancer man, but mm -hmm. You know, people still have to do it because that's how he works. And ever since he he assassinated, I think it was I don't know, he he made an assassination on I want to say it was JFK. Like that's how they yeah. played the story out. And ever since then, it's like he was a completely different person. And it's just like and, th and then he's cheated death even. And it's like this is just who he is. It's like almost like he's immortal like Scully, but like in a totally different dark character. <laughs> I like I don't like Creepier seeing him like way. that, but it's kind of true. Yeah, and I think we'd all be lying if after he gave you that offer, like, you wouldn't have said, and how do you like your coffee, sir? Yeah, honestly. <laughs> That's the only choice, right? Um, so we meet up with, speaking of him, Mulder um, is at his house now. So Mulder walks around to face Cigarette Smoking Man, a.k.a. Spender, saying he doesn't come when he calls. Uh, Spender admits he controlled Mulder before he was aware of his existence. I firmly believe. But Mulder begs the question, who's in control now? He demands Spender put a stop to this contagion, but he claims it's far too late for that now. Mulder refuses to believe that. Spender states that he wants to save Mulder's life so he can see Scully again. Mulder slams the cigarette out of his hand, enraged at the thought that he may harm Scully. Spender claims aliens predicted all of this craziness. He points the gun at Spender once again, who counters that with protection. A seat at the big table, you know, it, it wouldn't be the same without you and your beloved Scully in the new world. So he wants to start a new world after all of these people are wiped out um, with the Chosen. Mulder says he couldn't look at himself in the mirror if he accepted that deal. So switching back to DC, O'Malley is reporting breaking news. Hospitals and temporary shelters are quickly filling up. The mainstream media has apparently failed to pick this story up, which I find hard to believe. It's like, how do you not look out on the streets and say, oh, look, there's people dying. There's people, like, look like zombies. And it's like... What? Literally everyone is sick. Yeah, it's like, how do you, how would... Like, I just didn't really believe that. It's like, how do you not report on that? Like, that's a huge story. Anyhow, um, anthrax is giving way to many other infections. O'Malley warns against a certain type of graffiti that indicates targeted DNA by a release of aluminum spray. He's reporting on several cases of immune system breakdowns due to this in like New York, California, Europe, blah, blah, blah. Um, we then see Scully walking through one of those uh, overrun hospitals. 
Her nurse pleads that they don't know what to do. Scully confronts Einstein and says that there's nothing to do for these people yet. The Center for Disease Control and Prevention has confirmed mass contagions and they are therefore at a loss to contain them. Scully admits she was wrong. She has alien DNA and that is what can save America. It's not the other way around. She still holds fast to her smallpox vaccine theory that the deficiency stems from there. Something called the Spartan virus. Scully wants to amplify her DNA to create a vaccine against the Spartan virus. Back at Spender's house, Mulder is lying on the floor. He's getting worse, but refuses Spender's help. Mulder lifts himself off the floor to sit down in cigarette smoking man's chair. And he says he'll miss Mulder dearly and that he's made his life worth living. Spender then takes off his nose piece, reminding Mulder that he's cheated death before. So of all the revelations we've received in these last two scenes, which one is the craziest? The nose piece. Yes. Agreed. 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 Yeah. <laughs> I just want to know how they did the, that. That line was really nice. The yes. You've made my life worth living. I enjoyed uh, that. Not necessarily because he cares about him, but because you get a nice insight into Cigarette Smoking Man's um, like his internal drive. He needs that that sort of that chase and that uncertainty to really feel like anything is worthwhile and i appreciate that about his character yeah like that's what i said earlier about how kind of you know we hate him but at the same time it's like he loves Mulder so much or there's something about him that like you still kind of want to believe in him a bit even Mm -hmm. though like he is an asshole He's like a noble asshole, though. He, yeah. Every time he does or talks about doing some terrible thing, it's always for a good reason. It's yeah, just, like, it's, you know, the benefits don't outweigh the costs. Yeah. And it's like, I remember early in, on in the original seasons, he's like, we need to keep Mulder alive. But like, Scully, like, meh. And like, but he needed Mulder oh. alive. And like, the whole debate of, is Mulder my son? And, like, you know, that whole, like, the, all of that drama that happened. And, like, I'm not usually here for drama. But, like, I loved, I loved all of that. I gotta say, like, I just need him alive. And he still needs him alive, even though he's, like, he's basically, like, dead. But he's not dead. He's He cheated death. So it's, like, that's the only thing keeping him alive. And if Mulder died now, like, I don't think he would be alive either, to be quite honest. What else does yeah. he live for? Two things that were completely unbelievable for me is that is that Mulder didn't kill him or shoot yeah, him what? or something. And the whole thing with like creating a vaccine in like 10 minutes. Well, okay. Two, oh, yeah. I have two things to counter you on that. Uh, Mulder has had him in uh, I'm going to kill you positions before. He's held the gun to his head several times and then he's just like, oh, do it, do it. He never does. I don't know why. But the thing is, like, you're being told you're going to die. You are not the chosen one. Unless you come to my side, you will die. And he's like, no, I choose to die. So, like, kill the dude. I think... uh, Like, you're dying anyway. Yeah, I think it would have been smart for him to, like, say, oh, yes. And then all of a sudden, like, so he gets the cure, he gets the DNA, and then he just shoots him anyways. I think that would have been funny. But, you know, maybe that's for another time. (laughs) Sam loves condoning violence. Well, I don't, but I think in this case of Cigarette Smoking Man, I think we can all agree that, you know, he is worth condoning violence over. Yeah, I think. I don't, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm uh, definitely the minority position on this, but I, 
I feel like he's almost the the necessary balance. Yeah, like he's a much needed character. He's a very much needed character. I do like him a lot. He definitely does sort of provide balance to the force or whatever. (laughs) Yeah, good and dark. Yeah, no, I I get Emperor Palpatine. (laughs) (laughs) I do agree that he no, like he's totally like he should like receive the death sentence. But I, I mean, I would be upset if he didn't return. I'm glad he did return. It's a weird position to be in, but it's like totally necessary for us to all feel this way. So, um, so back at the hospital, Scully and Einstein check for the DNA anomaly before they create the vaccine. It's not there. Scully said she saw it when she sequenced her own genome. So her nurse Sam Deep walks in, now affected by the virus. Her eyes are very like bloodshot and red, and I think that's kind of a callback to um, uh, Founder's mutation episode two it kind of looks exactly like um sandy's eyes so i oh, was yes like, hide the letter openers yeah so i think maybe you know, since reyes said this was an emotion since 2012 like i know that was a little bit different of an episode but maybe that was connected in a way i don't know it just seemed kind of uncanny like her her pupils were a lot more bulgy than sandy's were it was hers was just red but i think i don't know it seems like it's all connected like I honestly think this is all connected. It's all... Mm-hmm. At least she was a nice a little, visual She echo. needs a little Gupta. Yes. Yes, it was. It was lovely. Um, so she said she pleads with Scully. If there's anything that she that Scully can do, like, please do it. Because we need to help these people and we're all getting sick now. I mean, is so sad when she just came through the door. No, I was, I just, was like, please no. Help us. Please like, help you're us. like the nicest person on the show. Please don't get sick. I would be like, don't open the door. Yeah. Yeah, get out. <laughs> No, no, I, yeah, like, I just felt bad. Like, I hope they can help. Um, yes, and then they made a vaccine in 10 minutes, okay, and they started said, spreading it all over the place. She also said that, we're going to get there, hey. She said that it would come within hours, so she said it would Like I like, said, an hour-long episode. Yeah, so they, it, <laughs> got, it has to, to be quite things. Great. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, O'Malley is back with another report. He's looking a bit sick at this point. Like, his eyes look a little bit darker, and he looks a little mm-hmm. bit, yeah. So he's reporting the first deaths brought by the contagion. Soldiers from anthrax and elderly from infection. So we now know that the military and uh, elderly people are now affected as well. Uh, Tad suspects that microwave radiation may also be a trigger to infection and that this is a global phenomenon. He advises his viewers to stay indoors. O'Malley says he will stay on, on the air, as long as there is hope for a turnaround, as his crew is suffering too. So despite the fact that he's like, oh, high and mighty, and he's in his like little... I feel I feel like he's so isolated from the world until he goes out and gets his stories, but he's affected too, and it's it's literally just taking out the entire world. We are then shown a hospital room with hundreds of people of all ages and classes suffering from various types of infection. Scully and Einstein are watching from the inside out, safe from whatever's in the other room. Einstein pushes for a solution to the DNA issue. They think about what they already know. Einstein proposes that they get a much bigger sample of Scully's DNA because the first sample was way too small. Switching to Spender's house, we see that Agent Miller has come to rescue Mulder, who refuses to leave because he's an idiot. <sighs> Spender says there's nothing Miller can do. Miller will not leave, and uh, Miller will not leave alone, and nobody will stop them from leaving. That is, if they can escape. Cigarette Smoking Man says they've planned it for this occasion accordingly. Miller successfully gets Mulder out, and he walks him to his car. But Mulder is still pleased with Miller to save himself. Spender sa- says to tell Mulder goodbye from him. Before he dies, Miller gets in the car and drives away. 
Back at the hospital, Scully and Einstein were able to, to successfully extract a larger sample of stem cells and blood and all that stuff. The anomaly shows up this time. Einstein says she needs to lie down. She's been feeling feverish lately. Scully assures her that there will be a cure within hours. Scully receives a phone call from Miller saying he's driving north with Mulder, who doesn't look too good. Miller also isn't doing well. Scully says she'll find them wherever they are. Uh, so what was your reaction to these last two scenes? Like the desperation is like boiling and it's just getting a little bit scarier. What did you guys think? It was so damn rushed. I know. It did feel rushed. Yeah. It reminded me. It was of, good, but it was rushed. It reminded me of the rollout of the disease in the movie Contagion, but over the course of an afternoon rather than over the course of weeks. Yeah. Um, because it did kind of have that sort of gritty realism, and it starts in small pockets, and then, you know, the the elderly and the young start to get sick first, and people who are exposed to different things. Um, it kind of grows out in those communities first. I liked that, but the fact that it happened like literally overnight was a bit quick. And I think if they had just, even if they didn't sh like make it two episodes, even if they had uncompressed time a little bit and given us sort of like fade through to the next day kind of thing. Yeah, I, I think that would have been a little smoother. And then also it would have given us more time for Scully to do some research on her vaccine rather than just being yeah. like, I'll just yeah. sneeze out this vaccine real quick into a test tube and we'll get going. Yeah. Alright, so moving forward we see Scully holding an IV. The vaccine is complete and like we just said, that was super fast. Um, she hooks Einstein up to it and says this will not fail. It can't. This is the only hope they have. We should mm. call it the it fast tastes like bubblegum. The fast scene. <laughs> Aria, don't gonna... laugh at that. Don't laugh at that. <sighs> I don't deserve your your pity. I uh, I I'm a sucker for. Puns. I deserve all your pity. Yes, you do. Oh, Poppy definitely deserves pity. <laughs> I'm a sucker for like bad puns, good puns, all puns. So I'm not discriminatory against any pun. You came so, to the right uh, place. Yes. <laughs> Sam, very punny. Oh, thanks. Oh, okay, that one I don't like. <laughs> I'm I'm picky. Honky tonk, ba dunk, a dunk. All right. Okay. You better cut that out of every single podcast. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm trying to... Which bit? The honky-tonk or the badonkadonk? Uh, all of the above and then some. Mm. You know. It's just the, the phrase. I don't know. Who came up with that? Really? Like Country musicians. Gonna, well, country musicians can like... Remember when it used to be all about like, oh trucks and mud and like in god and like not this badonkadonk. What? I don't know. It's well, apparently not. But then they take a break and they talk about Daisy Duke ass. It's just it's part of the I deal. Just, <laughs> but that that term, which just, just I don't I don't know. All right, so we see O'Malley reporting once again. He's clearly not holding up well. To reflect this, the reports' audio and video quality are deteriorating too. So it's like cutting in and out and pixelating and all this fun fun stuff. Systems and infrastructure. Uh, oh, sorry. Systems and infrastructures are failing, with nobody left to operate anything. All that's left is sickness, fear, and what will soon be a deafening silence. On air, Tad receives a text from a doctor, which is Scully, saying there could be a miracle vaccine in their midst. Before his report ends, Tad says this: "Don't give up." Going along, it appears the roads and connecting highways are backed up with cars. Scully runs through a crowd of sick people with a vaccine in hand. She quickly gets in her car and tries to maneuver around the crowd. 
Scully can't see Miller and Mulder, but she is trying to make her way to them. Miller gets out of the car so Scully can find them better. We get a glimpse of Mulder and he looks like he's about to die. Scully gets out of her truck and runs towards Miller. They finally find each other and she goes to Mulder's side. Mulder supposes she, he should thank old Smokey for saving Scully, who promises him she'll save Mulder's life too. Scully tells Mulder that she's going to insert the IV into him and he nods, almost lifelessly. Scully admits to Miller that Mulder is worse off than she thought, and what, help, what help she does have may not be able to save him. She says that he needs stem cells from their child together, William, who is protected by his inheritance of Scully's alien DNA. Miller says that they need to get to him, but Scully doesn't know where William is right now. All of a sudden, a UFO appears over Miller's car. The light is shining down on him and Scully. Mulder's able to see the bright light from his car seat. Scully looks straight up into, into the UFO's light as it ascends down closer to her until it swallows her up until it's right up to her eyes. And that's the end of the episode. It's so, Sveta. Oh, jeez. I know. <laughs> Crazy. Besides that thought, any any other final thoughts at the end of the <laughs> okay, episode? It was a good thought. I had a I have a question because yes. this does not make sense to me. So, when Scully was coming from the hospital to Mulder and Miller, they were going the same way. Like their cars were on the same road, like going away from the hospital. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't it be the opposite like shouldn't Miller and Mulder be going towards the hospital so shouldn't be on the shouldn't they be on the other side of the bridge it depends well yeah like you know what I mean like I don't understand why well they were coming from South Carolina and yeah I guess it would make sense if they were going to the hospital but it depends on where they were when she called and when they he got like when they started their trip back I, I can't I'm not good at geography so I, I, I don't know, like it just that. made sense. Like I didn't understand why they were on this like the same road if they're if he was coming from somewhere else to go to the hospital, and she was coming from the hospital. I don't know. That just really confused me because I'm just like this makes no sense. This is just too perfect. I th- but, yeah, I- yeah, that makes yeah. I know what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. I had one even more pressing question. Sure. Oh okay. no. How much did that scene cost? Oh, Holy God. shit, dude. <laughs> I, the whole time I looked at it, I just wrote, this is expensive, like, five times on my notebook. It, that, yeah. holy crap, man. Yeah. yeah. Also, who or what is on that UFO? I hope it's not Sveta. Sveta. Uh-huh. And why, why are they there? CSM. Why are they targeting Oh, uh, no way. No, I think, I think she's like, He's oh, driving wait. it. Shut up. Oh, well, oh that would be good, alone. too. Um, it's dog it. Because <laughs> yeah, why but, not? I don't know. Um, no, I thought, well, because she said, oh, William. Oh, like, it's Skinner. He He's been in on it all along. I would be so mad. It's like, they he was their friend. And he would help. I know he's their like, superior, but like that would piss me off. It's like, he helped them countless times in the original series. And like, oh, by the way, I was in on this conspiracy theory against you because like, you know, CSM put me up to it. Like, I would be so mad. Because he used to be in, like, with the FBI, I guess. I don't know what, what his place was. Like, you know, cigarette smoker inside the office. I don't know what his, his role was, but, like, he was there. Yes, was, chief you know, cigarette smoker. That was his, yeah. He was, he, was getting he filed the nails of the well-manicured man. <laughs> 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 I like that theory. What I thought was that because she's like, oh, I don't know where William is. And then all of a sudden there's this UFO and he was protected by the alien DNA. 
So he does have alien DNA, and all of a sudden, it would make sense in all this senselessness for him to be on that UFO. I really think he is. I don't know if you guys thought that too, but I really yeah. think he's there. Yes, he's driving it. Also, um, how did she just know by looking at Mulder that he's going to need stem cells? He was white as like... I ice. know, but I mean, I don't know. It kind of made me chuckle. I've been that pale from the flu, so... <laughs> That's actually my skin color, so like... I don't know, that's your baseline, but... <laughs> yeah, that's my baseline. Um, I, yeah, I don't know if, if the alien DNA somehow allows people to be smarter, because that, that's like a really bizarre theory. Maybe she's just like, oh, well, he needs stem cells. It's like, where'd you get that from? Like, I don't know. She has different DNA. Would it alter her brainwaves? I, that's a very far-fetched... She, she might have read it in the script. Yeah. Oh. Right. You know what? That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> I love that theory. Where did Chris Carter get it from then? We gotta ask him. He got it from Scully. It's, it's it just, just it curves back in on itself forever. It's like a oh. snake eating its own tail. Eternal snakes. Okay. All right. That that satisfies me for now. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> since we finished our recap, it's time to rate this episode. You may rate this episode on a scale of 1 to 10 UFOs. If you happen to find this episode exceptional, you may give it a golden UFO. And I will start with Madison. What are you going to rate this episode? Oh, God. All right. Well, it was really, really good. Um, and it was a little rushed. Um, but I think that I'm going to give it... Uh, 9.5 out of 10? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Jinkies. I know, right? Because I really, really did like it. Like, the cliffhanger, like, I almost punched my TV. I was so pissed off. I was like, okay, like, this is just a commercial break, right? And then it just, it didn't come back, and then I was really pissed off. Um, but... I love the whole epidemic, pandemic thing. Um, it's great. It's one of my favorite things. Like, not in real life, but just, you know. <laughs> um, you know, shows that do it. I really like it. But um, I really I really thought that they could have done more with it. I know, I know that this season was only six episodes and stuff like that. So I do give it the benefit of the doubt. But I really wish that it was longer even as like Greg was saying like it, if it could have like done like scenes where it was like the next day or something like that it would have made a little bit more sense um but I really did like it I really loved the whole season and stuff like that so definitely a 9.5 out of 10 I was gonna give it a 10 out of 10 but there was some things that I was not happy with so I guess there's my review all right Greg what are you going to rate this episode I'm going hard eight. Um, it was gorgeous. It was. It definitely kept my attention. I was uh, struggling to write notes the whole time because I kept forgetting that I was watching anything and just absorbing the TV. Um, but there were some some pacing issues, which I think is just going to have to come up in the uh, the sort of overall review of everything. the uh, The whole series feels kind of compressed for time, and this episode is no different. Um, I almost wish that they had cut out one of the Monster of the Weeks to make room for this guy, because it needed a little more f meat on its bones. Not but, the Were Monster. 
Not the Wehrmonster. No, absolutely no, not. No, 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 no. We got to keep that one in. Yeah. Um, but uh, overall, I think it was really good. It just wasn't It wasn't their best work. So I'm going to save my 10 for the Wehrmonster, and I'm going to give this guy an 8. All right, Poppy, what are you going to rate this episode? I give it a... I've learned from the Madison Fitzpatrick School of uh, Pauses. <gasps> You're doing this so well right now. So well. Total Thank pro. you. I give it a solid nine. And the reason why is I, it was a strong episode. It was a rushed episode. If I were to ding it anything anything it would be just how rushed it was but i get it you only had six episodes you can't have a two-hour season finale so i can be forgiving for that i thought the twists were really neat i liked the revelations i didn't like that Mulder had vanished i felt like you know what the hell we're, we're like doing like the final season all over again or something like that or it, it's just i don't know I didn't like that, because it's the last episode of the season. I, you know, he should have been, like, headlining it with uh, Scully. So yeah. it was really a, a strong Scully episode, mm -hmm. which it wasn't a bad thing, but it would have been a bit nicer if they were both sort of in it for the bulk of the episode. And I didn't mind the cliffhanger, when it originally aired, we did not know if it was coming back. So I was like, oh, crap, like, really, they're going to end it like this? But, like, now that we are revisiting this and, and we know a little bit more information, I'm like, you know what? It wasn't as bad of a cliffhanger. You know, I, I can sort of, like, take it for what it is. The uh, final moment of a season finale as opposed to, like, the final moment of what uh, many thought was like it you know maybe that was now like the official series finale and uh i'm curious to see what they're gonna do next because if like the whole world is dying like who's gonna be starring in this so i can't wait to see what happens next but for this episode a solid nine ufos with uh, a little cigarette smoking man peeking out one of the windows <laughs> Oh, I'm mean, really sad. Like, I hadn't even thought about that. But yeah, Mulder was like, that was what was missing for me. Like, I just, he's the one that started all this in a sense. And it's like, this is like, they got this far because, you know, they just explored this. And it was his work, his life's work. And like, yeah, it would have it been like a lot more, you know, better if he was there. But I also understand and I really appreciate that he confronted Cigarette Smoking Man like he did. Like, that was like long coming you know i even like after the season finale so for me i'm gonna write this episode i'll go with madison and say 9.5 like the only problems like like the the rushing and little things here and there and just i just want more so i think that was the only issue i had so we have an eight and nine and two 9.5 and you know what what i also thought too is what? that you know how you're talking about how, you know, you wanted more of Mulder in the episode and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I felt like it wasn't, this episode wasn't even just Mulder and Scully. Like, I felt like it was more of, like, a team effort. Yeah. You know, with Miller and Einstein. Like, I felt like it was more of a team thing rather mm -hmm. than 
the X-Files, the original, you know, Skull, uh, Scully and Mulder. Like, I felt like it wasn't just about them two. It was about, like, everybody, like, a team thing. So I would rather it more focused just on them two, you know, yeah, rather like, than everybody. Now that you say that, it's like, these guys have been through the ringer, like, several times, you know, been abducted and, like, you know, been through so much trauma. And then these two youngins just get to come... At right at the end of everything. <laughs> These two young routes. Yeah, yes. that's how I feel. X Files like, assemble. It's like they get a free pass to the end of like the world, and it's like, no, you have to go through all the other shit first. Um, X Files assemble. But yeah, it's just you don't get to free pass all the way to the end and say, oh, this is the end of the world. We made it. It's like no, you didn't get to go through all the other crap that Mulder and Scully went through. You didn't get to grow because they're still like, like I said, season one, Mulder and Scully. So it's like. I appreciate that, but it's also really annoying because it's like we've been there already. I don't want to go back there. So hopefully, yeah, it's more focused next season and Mulder's not dead. So hopefully not dead because he's my favorite. And One can only hope. If he, yeah, like he doesn't deserve that. I'm sorry. And you are his sister. Yep. I'm his sister. That's and true. oh, hey, you know what? She has alien DNA wherever she is. I want her to come back. Like, <laughs> She's on the spaceship too. Yes, please. William They're all there with William and Sveta. Emily. Maybe even Tad O'Malley. And Emily. the guys from the Millennium. <laughs> Melissa. Emily. 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 You guys have high hopes. Yep. Hey, it's good. We've got to believe in something, right? <laughs> with that. I want to believe. Yes, we all want to believe here. Um, so the recap is finished. We've rated this episode. Now it's time to grade season 10 of The X-Files. You may grade the season by letter A, B, C, D, or F. Pluses and minuses are allowed. I'm going to start with Poppy. What are you going to grade this season? Uh, do I have to go first, Mother? Why are you calling me that? Because <laughs> you're the mom of the show. Oh, oh well, yes, because I told you so. Okay. Overall, I liked the season. I feel like, probably because I like the X-Files, like, I'm sort of being a little bit nostalgic in re-watching this. But I thought overall, even though it was a little bit rushed, and I know that we've said this like a billion times, so it's, it's almost like a drinking game. Because it was six episodes, like it just was rushed. I mean, they didn't have uh, what they used to have, 20 plus episodes per season. So we had like little morsels, little um, truffles filled with uh, a monster of the week, a darkly comedic episode, a real life, real world situation situation type of thing, a alien subplot, conspiracies, and all this kind of stuff. So, in rewatching this, you know, and in our discussions, I mean, obviously, I think we all like the majority of the episodes sans one. So, I do have to ding a little bit off the grade because of that one. So, it can't be like an A+. Plus. Or maybe even a solid A for me. So I will grade this season an A minus. And that was a mouthful, so I apologize. No, that's okay. So we have an A minus. Now, Greg, what are you going to grade this season of the X Files? Okay, so I know I've been harsh all along, and I I am harsh because I love. 
I care deeply. Yes, the truth is out there. Um, it's it's important to me for some reason. I mean, I don't know how I got grabbed so hard, but I got grabbed by this show. And this season was no exception. Even in its downiest downs, it was still pretty stinking good. So I definitely can't sink to a B. But I also have to agree with Poppy. We had some, uh, some major follies. And they, probably from production pressure, were stuck with a pretty um, compressed timeline. So, all things considered, given what they had available to them, I think they did a great job, and I'm going to give them a, an A- minus as well. Yay, team A-. minus! All right, so we have two A-minuses. Madison, what are you going to grade this season of The X-Files? Oh, God, I can't follow suit. <laughs> oh, one of yes. us. Join us. One, one of us. us. One of us. <laughs> Um, uh, I was originally going to give it... One of you was going to mess this up, and I had a feeling it was going to be Sam. Don't disappoint me, Madison. I was originally going <laughs> to give it a B plus because I really did like the season. I really, really, really liked, you know, the X-Files coming back, seeing them in so many years, seeing how, you know, they've aged beautifully, um, and just getting back into it i really really liked it some of the episodes were hilarious um they hit you know the heartstrings they you know brought the old x-files back that was amazing but like we said in basically almost every episode the um the timing was crappy um everything was rushed things could have been two episodes things could have been not you know just not in there things could have been added um, but that's just with all reviews, right? Um, but I guess I'm gonna have to be one of you because I'm probably gonna give it an A minus because I was just so incredibly upset, um, but happy at the same time with the whole cliffhanger um, at the end and just you know looking forward to the next seasons because they can't obviously just leave it like that. So an A minus because I'm just so happy that this is going to continue. Yay. Team A minus. Everybody say it. Team, Team A, A minus. minus. Team A minus. Team A minus. Team A minus. A minus. A minus. All right. We have three and A minuses. And now Sam fucks it okay. up. Okay. I really resent that you say I'm going to mess it up. May I remind you who actually brought this podcast to life? I was oh, the one that shit. had the idea. Yeah, just for our listeners, I was the behind one the scenes secrets revealed. I, I was the one that planted the seed in Poppy's ear that said, "Hey, I love the X Files way too much. If we want to do a podcast, oh, that's what's in my ear. Damn it, you did it. the right thing. I uh, thank you. So this is why we're here. I'm the reason we we're here, and why would I screw it up? I'm gonna go with A minus as well. Um, Yay. Yay! Well, you could have given it Yay. A plus. Unanimity. Um, ah, well, that's how I feel. I mean, A plus. Like, peer pressure. Well, no, it's called my feelings. <laughs> no, Ooh, um, like your struggle. Like what? Like my struggle. Yes, my feelings. Um, Part one like, or two. My feelings too. Like all all the struggles, all of them. Three, four, five, six. <laughs> um, but yeah, like the X Files overall, like one of my favorite shows ever, if not my favorite show at this moment. So like that alone gives it an A plus. But like like everyone said, I don't want to be Yay. a. a, a 
broken record, but yeah, the time constraints, like six episodes is a very short series. And I thought like, you know, what the normal is, is like 13 episodes, like for when Hannibal was out, it was like 13 and like American Horror Story. I think, I don't think it's like usually 12 or 13. Um, and that's like, the, that's what American Horror Story is, what started the short order season. So it's like, you know, I to have six is like, it's like half of a short season. So it's like even less than what should it should have been given. And I guess that was because it's been away for like 13, 14 years. And I understand that and appreciate it because like, you don't know if the X-Files fans are out there, which clearly we're still here because the truth is still out there. Um, so, you know, given that I had to be like fair on it too. It's, you can't just, you know, degrade it because, oh, it's not what you wanted. Like, it's not enough time. Like, absolutely. Like we need to, you know, we can't just say like, oh yeah, it's everything we ever wanted and when it's not, but it's also, I didn't think it would ever come back. So it's like, even after all this time for us to be able to watch this and even talk about it right now on this podcast is like amazing. And the fact that, um, spoilers have been like brewing that the X-Files will return in, uh, the season 2018, 2019, I believe that's the TV season. Oh, uh, Poppy. So long. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I mean, yes. Well, it's about a year. It's, it's super long. Like, I mean, given the fact that we had to wait like over a decade for this, I mean, you know, I it, it is long still because like we're in the we're in the age of like everything's coming immediately and it's it's just so hard to wait. Um, but yeah, overall, I love this series. The nostalgia stuck with it the entire way, even though some of the episodes weren't our favorites and like like everyone said, like adding and taking away certain things would have made it better. But overall, that is why I am grading this an A- minus as well. And I think it's very rare when a whole podcast team has the exact same grade. So I think we're all I agree. very level-headed and awesome. And this is why we are the X-Files team. So, yes, uh, you're one of you? us. One of us. One of us. All right. Like, just an acknowledgement of what our, I think, probably unanimous favorite episode was. Oh, yeah. Mulder and Silly Meet the World? Yeah, that was yeah, so okay. so good. And if it, okay. if all of those episodes were like that, this would have been like a golden UFO series. Like everybody oh, needs to watch this right now. Mm-hmm. Like it was absolutely like two golden UFOs, two ten out of tens. It was wonderful. It was yeah. amazing. We can only hope that it gets better from here. Um, all right, guys. After all has been said and done, what would you guys like to see in uh, season eleven of the X Files? Now that um. TV line and other uh, big spoiler companies have said uh, season 11 is in the works and it will get at least eight to 10 episodes instead of six. What would you guys like to see in season 11? I'll start with Poppy. Well, I don't know where the mythology storyline is going because obviously people can't die because if people die, then, then there are no cases of the week. So somehow people are going to survive this I'm going to assume they are not going to pick up exactly where we left them off. They're probably going to jump like a year or something like that. That's my guess, my prediction. I feel like we're definitely going to see a lot more cases of the week and and that kind of thing. Hopefully a little bit more stronger cases. Uh, If they do delve into the mythology, I hope that they learn from their mistakes of like rushing everything in an hour and spreading things out over two episodes 
I think that would be beneficial to the series as a whole. And uh, I hope that they try not to shoehorn too much into an episode to where things seem a little bit messy. Like one of our main complaints, I think, about the Band-Aid Nose Man episode was how there was this really great case and there was this really great dramatic episode that was going on in uh, the hospital with Scully and her mother and unfortunately they were kind of like hodgepodged together and it didn't make too much sense as a whole. So I hope that they've learned from their mistakes in this short order run and uh, fortunately they are planning on expanding the um, this, the order for season 11 so I think that's going to be extremely beneficial to the series as a whole moving forward and I'm, I hope that it's around 12 episodes so at, at least 10 just because I mean I like the show so I hope that we get as many episodes as uh, they can give us and uh, yeah so I hope that we see a lot more I'm looking forward to more answers and more unique surprising monsters and all the goodies that we've come to know and love from the x-files yeah i was kind of like oh and hopefully Mulder and scully get back together but that's just me i'm a shipper at heart get together at least for them at all i mean yes they need to move in and start a child i mean it's kind of doing stuff you know, high time but yeah i think it was a culture shock because like we go from 20 like i said before we go to like 23 episodes down to six and it was like what do you how do you expect the quality of the episodes to stay the same if you only have like a quarter or less of what you worked with before and somehow they were able to do that for the most part like again nothing is perfect but yeah they did a good job i think um so greg what are you predicting or expecting or hoping for in uh in season 11 of the x-files I'm expecting great things. I think that this season is uh, a pretty good example of the fact that they've still got it, Um, particularly the writing team. I'm sure there's lots of different people on the crew now that are uh, writing, but the spirit of the X-Files lives on. Um, And I really would like to see some resolutions to some of the threads uh, because we've been stringing people along for ages and ages now. Um, on some of these storylines and I think it would be uh, beautiful to just tie off some of those threads and maybe start some new fresh ones um, I, I wouldn't get rid of uh, the smoking man or any of his cronies too soon but I feel like we need to get a little more information on the syndicate um, at this point because it still is a little too cloak and dagger for me I'm still confused as to what their whole goal is um, and as for delivery of the next season, the the idea that it would be double this season's length gives me a lot of excellent, excellent feelings deep in my belly, because I think stretching some of these storylines out would have been the only way to improve this season. It hit a really high watermark, and the only thing I wanted was more of the thing. But I am going to say something that's going to make everybody hiss at me. I don't know if we necessarily need to go on forever. I feel like it wouldn't necessarily be a bad thing to give a nice big resolution to everything. You know, maybe not yes, next season. in season twenty. But maybe yeah, like like give us more <laughs> Jesus. Just, just until one or both of them are dead. Um, no. 
They can't yeah, die. Scully is right? immortal. Scully See what I'm saying? Um, I think it would be lovely to uh, to pull a pull a Sopranos and just give everybody the impression that even though the cameras stopped rolling, the world goes on. And they can play the Lumineers in the background. Hey ho! Oh my God! Oh, stop. Hey. hey. No, um, I totally agree with you. Like, I can't go on forever. Like, I don't want like a season twenty. Like, I think that's too too much. You know, you don't I mean? want it to get bad. Supernatural oh, is like up there in seasons. They're on like thirteen. Yeah. Well, if you can do it well, then yeah. But like, there's got to be a time where like all the storylines have been like crossed too much, and you can't make anything new without making it look like yeah. overdone. But if you think about it. This is kind of like, even though it's a continuation of the old series, it is like a new series in a sense. Yeah, I agree. So we could do a few more. Yeah. Disagree. Well, I mean, I agree, but I disagree. I like to think they're all con- they are all connected. I just like to think of it as no. I agree. Like Fuller House is connected to Full House, oh, but that's its own series. So that's a totally different. <laughs> not be opposed to a different show. In you the got it, dude. You know. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I'll say my prediction. Yeah, go ahead. Or hopes. Since Sam didn't ask you. I was going to ask, but everyone's just talking. So I I really do hope that there are more seasons because, um, you know, we had the X-Files like so many years ago. And, you know, there were the special effects were not so great. The CG is not so great. The acting might have not been so great. The location, and this is 2016. There are so many other outlets and possibilities for the X-Files to be great and to be something different, but at the same time still the same to what the roots were. You know what I mean? And because we still have um, the same actors for, you know, Fox and Dana, it's, it's great because we can have the same X-Files, but kind of relive it in a different light. You know what I mean? And with the whole spoilers for, you know, the new season coming up in a couple years, I'm very, very, very excited. I really hope that, uh, you know, we get back into it with different cases. Because I always like that, how it was like every single episode was, you know, different, but there's still like a backline story. Um, and I really do want to see more of William, their son. Like, where is he at? What's he doing? What's so special about him? Mm-hmm. You know, I want to see, you know, them together as a family and what is going to happen because, you know, that's what would be a good close for this series yes. to Absolutely. have them all together or at least, you know, some closure for everybody and some peace because they have gone through so much and i just feel like you know they deserve it all the fan base and stuff loves them it'll just be you know that's what you need or they go into a spaceship and fly up in space either or whatever <laughs> with william yes can we define yes. this piece yes. um and sveta <laughs> i was about to say that no um, the funny thing is, Great minds. I mean, and this is like, I totally like they gave him up for adoption to protect him, but it's like, I think William gets the whole hide and seek thing from Mulder. Cause like, this is like the second time he's gone missing. And it's like, I don't know, like he gets the alien DNA from his mom and then like the disappearing act, like he, no one can find him. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Like, that's a weird thought to think, but I thought it. So I figured I'd say it. Um, 
So my predictions, I, in hopes and dreams and wishes, I want to see William. I agree with Madison. I want this boy. What I've seen of him in flashbacks is not sufficient for me. I would like to see him tween self, trying to figure out life as a uh, a weird child. I don't know. I don't know anything about him. I don't know. Like We have not been given anything, so I can't speculate and hope for what he's going to be like because I have no idea. I, mean, I assume it's obviously a mix of Mulder and Scully, which is like, I don't know. Is he going to be double-minded? Like, oh, he's a skeptic, but a believer too. Like, I, I don't know. That's, that would be really funny to see. Um, I'd like to see Samantha because we got nothing of her at all. And I think it feels like they closed that door. But um, I do believe she is also still out there. And maybe she is on the UFO. I don't know. I would hope so because high time that he gets answers about his sister um and also a lot of backstories i want backstories upon backstories because we got little context on some things like some episodes it was good like uh where monster man lizard guy guy man um we got a lot of context into that and it was like just about this whole episode was just that and it was wonderful and then then like we've been saying there's a couple episodes where it was just like packaged like two or more stories were in there and it's like i can't focus my brain on one thing like where do where do i focus it was all good but it's like it's still like confusing in parts and it's like i just for those stories especially uh scully's mom and what happened with that like why she was sick why she's all of a sudden just having a heart attack people suddenly have heart attacks that's a that's a thing but i want to know why like she was so healthy last time we saw her which was like years ago and then all of a sudden this just she just dies like I, i don't like it um, among many other things. And I think what would best um, carry on this series as well as like keeping the nostalgia theme. So like having an episode like Home Again, like on its own. So like developing um, a monster that was a favorite or very well known from the original series and incorporating it back maybe as a brand new or renewed thing in season 11. And like, because they have nine seasons to go from. They can totally pick and choose. Like, we could have another episode about tombs. Or, like, faster. Or I would love tombs to come yeah. back. Yeah. Like, that would be, like, just... It would be wonderful. Like, in the midst of all this, like, contagion. And there's, like, this, like, like the yellow goop's back. It's like, oh, tombs. Back again. Um, back for liver. Like, they'd have to speed it up a little bit. Because, well, would they? Yes. I don't know. It's around the 30-year mark, I guess. Since uh, he's eaten some livers. So, I... Uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe I don't know if we. I'm sure they can break be. themselves out of that hole. Mm-hmm. True. They can put uh, Scully in uh, the Bermuda Triangle. Yes. Oh, yes. And then when they age really fast, and oh, there's so many timelines and so many, or they can go back to uh, uh, the Arctic, and then that that worm bug thing, whatever that was, that was fun. That made them like super violent and uh, crappy people. That was fun. Yeah, they have. Ooh, we can get the the sex one where they like rub uh, the palm of your hand. Oh yes, oh yes. See, there's so many storylines. All the soccer moms squirm. From me. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, there, but like we like we're saying, there's so many storylines they could pull from and just remake and renew and like continue even. Um, so all of that I want to see in season eleven. And with that, we'd like to thank our listeners for joining us in these past six episodes of The Truth Is Out There. Visit poppychularadio.com slash archives to download this episode and many more. Registered users will gain access to our archives of previously aired broadcasts. 
You can also download tonight's broadcast through iTunes. Just search for The Truth Is Out There and subscribe. Please like Poppy Chula Radio on Facebook by going to Poppy Chula Radio. Uh, whoops. Oh, I'm sorry. I messed that up. I'm going to do it again. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Please like Poppy Chula Radio on Facebook by going to facebook.com slash Radio. Follow the show on Tumblr, thexfiles-pcr.com. Help support Poppy Chula Radio financially by visiting gofundme.com slash Radio. Email us via contact at poppychularadio.com with any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns. Are you interested in joining the Poppy Chula Radio team as an honor personality or blog contributor? Email talent at poppychularadio.com. Co-hosts for the final time this season and wish the listeners a good night. Good night, everyone. Good night, listeners. Good night, listeners. The truth is still out there, and we'll find it soon, hopefully. With Feta. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, geez. And William. And Samantha. That's and Tombs. And Tombs. And CSM. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. Join us in 2018, hopefully, for a brand new installment of The Truth Is Out There. Good night. Good night. Good night. Love you. Good night. Love you too. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs>